I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters, not the mortgage, not the store, not my team and all that bullshit. For those 10 seconds or less, I'm free. So that was the famous quote from the movie The Fast and the Furious. And in recent events here, the uh, the fate of the Furious, the eighth film in the Fast and the Furious franchise, has just passed a billion dollars at the worldwide box office. Now, the another one of them made a billion dollars as well. And it's been, what, like a week or two weeks, I think, since it's come out? So it's going to keep going up, right? Cool cars, hot chicks, you know, cool stunts and action, and badass one-liners, you know. So what's the problem? Well, the problem is that the Fast and the Furious promotes white supremacy. It is infused with white supremacist code words and symbols and, you know, what kind of codes? Well, obviously we know that milk... 420 is Hitler's birthday, April 20th, uh, 1488, and the, you know, the OK hand signal are all blatant symbols of global white supremacy, right? And in this case, they're infused into one of the most popular film series of the last, well, almost two decades now. Since 2001, these movies have been coming out. And I'm going to uh, demonstrate why this is completely, it has a factual basis, okay? I'm going to have to explain it to you. Here on the Kyle Style Podcast, welcome back. Of course, before we dive in, head over to redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash Kyle Style Design. Check out some of my original artwork and, you know, make a purchase. You'll have some great looking artwork on some fun, you know, merch and I get a portion of the proceeds. Or you head over to the GoFundMe page, throw me a couple of dollars, because I am supported by listeners like you in the continuous fight against global white supremacy. Now, I hear what, I hear what you might be saying. You're like, really? The Fast and the Furious is like this white supremacist movie? Yes. Okay. We got to go back in time now. We got to go all the way back to 2001. The first movie, simply and aptly titled, the Fast and the Furious, okay? You got to look at that film. Go back and watch it again after you, after I get done explaining this. You have Southern California, Los Angeles. You have racially segregated racing teams. They are they they self-segregate even. You got a white team, you got a black team, a Latino team, and an Asian team. And they uh, all don't like each other, okay? Now, our heroes in the story are the white people and even a white police officer. So that tells you something right there. A white police officer who's infiltrating into this uh, racing team. Now, there's obvious white beauty standards just replete throughout this this whole series. Uh, black and Latino, even Asian thug stereotypes, you know, but all the white characters are sort of very genuine in their uh, in their uh, endeavors. You've got the Chinese mob of villains, right? One of the biggest threats to white supremacy worldwide is China, right? And get this, 
these racially segregated groups and there's all this tension and they fight each other and everything and the big race the big climactic race at the end of the movie is at an event called race wars now that if that's not an obvious uh allusion to the racial tensions in, in you know in California specifically in the United States generally uh i think the director was trying to put that into the film to appeal to you know the white supremacists out there and it's working i mean look at how much money it's taken in so so you know seriously race wars okay you got to go back and watch this right the 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 big race at the end of the movie is called race wars and one of the big uh the villains is the chinese mob guy and they're they're really bent on trying to beat him at the race well this all culminates in the chinese um, you know mob team uh killing one of the white characters which prompts our two white protagonists to you know chase them down like a lynch mob of old and kill the attackers in in brutal brutal ways but uh don't think that it's just the first movie either okay it's replete through the whole series so let me give you a few examples so never mind the obvious financial costs of having these super high-end expensive cars with all of these you know of, of expensive upgrades and you know just to get out and compete against other racers right so there's, there's it's replete with privilege throughout the whole throughout all of that and never mind also the legal impunity which these white protagonists you know they wield as they ride to the repeated rescue of white womanhood just constantly just riding to the rescue you know <sighs> there's you know obvious appeals to like you know superior jewish genetics and the jews as honorary whites you know because they kind of claim them when they want to and then they disavow them when they want to uh you know all the people of color are just cliche racial caricatures and they're all in supporting roles right it's it's always we need to get tyrese and ludicrous to you know play a part in our master plan some you know this 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 concocted dangerous often highly illegal highly unethical uh you know a little heist that they're planning and they just implicate all these other people of color in their devious plans you know um just a great example of it i mean their only purpose in the story is to assist the white protagonists with the master plan, effectively making all of the people of color in the film and the women uh, into Uncle Toms, right? Just all of them. And, you know, here's another example of this, you know, it's like white exceptionalism or white superiority. Uh, Tokyo Drift, which was the, the third movie in the series, the, the white guy travels to Japan and he learns how to drift race, right? That's where you throw the car in these high, you know, high wheel rotation turns. So you're burning out and you make these really complex maneuvers with the car. He learns how to drift race, you know, in like a, a day in a short montage. Uh, repeatedly crashing cars while he's trying to learn. It's expensive cars. And he just crashes them. And, you know, no one, no one seems to care that much. And he... He's never done it before, but he masters it. And, of course, you know, the, finan the finale, the climax is him street racing and drifting in, of course, an American Mustang that they put an 
Asian, you know, supercar engine into, and he beats all of these Japanese racers who have been doing this for years. And it's just, it's, it's just strains credulity. I mean, it's, it's so blatant once you start to unlock this stuff and you start to see it, right? I mean, at one point, Vin Diesel is able to beat The Rock in hand-to-hand combat, even though, like, obviously The Rock is, like, much more physically capable. But because Vin Diesel represents that white hero, you know, archetype, then he, he has to overcome The Rock, you know? It's, it's just, it, like, it's just outside of reality, you know? And that's, that's another thing where it just, it's another layer of the symbols, you know? It's, it's, uh, it's demonstrating that no matter what, you know, like, the white man will come out on top, right? Even against The Rock, who's, like, a monster of a person. He's huge. I don't want to say monster. He, he's physically, uh, you know, imposing man, right? Anyways. So, yeah. So there's just white privilege. There's, there's, uh, it's replete through the whole series just manipulating people of color, women, and just hypersexualizing women, of course, and, and that all is is coming from white supremacy, uh, trying to force the women to be subservient, and uh, the only time w- one of them isn't, it's when it's a person, it's when it's a woman of color, you see, and so that goes back to this idea that they aren't uh, sexually attractive because they are, they're too assertive. You know, they're, they're too assertive, and then, and then that makes them a good ally, in a sense. It makes them a good, uh, uh, you know, puppet for them to use in their, you know, devious plans. But there's no, you know, there's no direct, like, sexuality happening there, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd have to go back and watch them all now. And you could really just start, you could really just start pulling these things apart, and you could find all of this stuff. It's all in there. These are just a few examples. So... The whole franchise. I mean, we're talking over 17, 16, 17 years now. It even survived. I was surprised. It survived the death of Paul Walker, uh, one of the main stars of, of the first, I don't know, six movies, I think. I think he, he died before the last movie had come out and then this new one that just recently came out. And you would think that they would just abandon it now that they've lost that, you know, that white hero. Um but I think they just replaced him with another white guy. You know, you can't just, you know, you can't replace him with Tyrese. You know, you can't just move up somebody else. Not when you're promoting a, you know, a whole sort of hyper universe of white supremacy. You you have to bring in, I think it's Jason Statham, you know. yeah, You have to bring in another white guy who's already famous and, you know, put him again at the top. And, you know, so it's, it keeps that whole, that pyramid kind of going, right? You have to keep that hierarchy when it's a continuous cultural propaganda that is meant to reinforce all of our gender roles, our racial stereotypes. And, of course, this is why it's promoting white supremacy. It's because it's trying to keep the white man at the top. The white man is... Uh, the, the the most clever, he's the smartest, he gets the most girls, uh, he, and he, and he can have his pick of women of color if he wants, uh, but there's always a, uh, a pristine, um, model of, of white female beauty 
that is the actual you know goal of his desires uh they are faster you know they they have a more expensive car that has more goodies in it and they go faster and everything always works out for them you know meanwhile the other characters you know especially the characters that are of color they are you know always sort of bumbling many of them have criminal records and things and it's like why you know why is that that way right it it ha it has to be has to be my thesis here it's it all ties back to like that very first movie once you see it you can't unsee it okay you can't unsee these things that you've now had eight movies you'd have you've had a decade and a half of of white superiority uh colored people being inferior uh the white people always coming out on top and in fact the only you know the only reason that paul walker isn't in these movies anymore is because in real life you know, he's just a dude, you know, and, and you know, he, he died in a car accident. It was like his own fault, right? So that, there's the real underlying reality, right? But that that's not how the Hollywood, um, you know, white supremacist propaganda works, right? You just kind of sweep that under the rug and you just keep moving forward with all of the the pro-white, the, the pro-white male uh, at the top of the hierarchy calling the shots, being leaders, you know, while all the other characters are just subservient under them and, and engage in criminality. Again, a, a massive scale of criminality. They, they're, they're putting themselves in danger, uh, all for their suffering, all for the benefit of their, their white masters. I mean, it's really the same thing, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're flying cars off of buildings, and there's tanks shooting at them, and you th they're always on the edge of death. And it's it's always at the the bidding of of the white man. So, I, I I understand how this might sound at first, but giving me some of these examples and everything, you should just go back and watch and look for these things. I mean, it's so blatant in that first movie. I mean, race wars, and then they're all you know segregated groups, and they all don't like each other, and and of course the white people win the races all the time, and it just it's just so obvious. It's just there. So, I don't know. I mean, come into my world here. Uh, you know, if you come into the world of the Kyle Style podcast, you might find yourself maybe going down some rabbit holes from time to time. Uh, I'm going to try to include, I'll try to include the pictures and some links and things in, in the blog post here so that you know I'm not just manufacturing all of this, right? That this is, this is substantiated within the content of the movies and i would actually go back and maybe point to some of the earliest directors on the first movie writers uh maybe the producers and see if you can start tracking this thing back you know because it's the same thing with star wars it's it's always you know they have a token black character but they they put a white it's a white girl or it's a white guy and there's a white princess and the, the main characters are all white and they save everybody you know, it's this the same. It's the same propaganda. It's this cultural propaganda of you know white supremacy. So there you go. I mean, I said white supremacy a lot in this episode. I understand, but this is we'll, we'll do kind of a, a short one here for you. Okay, this is just a little knowledge bomb that I put together for you, and I I hope that between you know, with all the decoding going on again, the the okay hand signals milk. Okay, 
we know that and and it's in like the hair products and all these things it's all kind of getting decoded and you can see it all you have people talking about this stuff now on twitter and facebook they're just unraveling the 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 propaganda of global white supremacy and it's just very exciting and now we've i found it here in this gigantic uh you know media franchise and i th- i think the only the only right thing to do is to keep this in mind that if you're paying for this movie, uh, you are supporting white supremacy. Uh, I'm not saying don't go see it. I'm just saying that if you do, that you know that that's what you're doing, right? So something to think about for yourself anyway as we try to keep up the good fight. So thanks for listening to the Kyle Style Podcast once again. Head over to the redbubble.com store, uh, head over to the GoFundMe, throw me a couple of dollars for doing a little bit of homework here for you, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Well, look forward to you listening to me on, on the next episode, you know? And, uh, you know, I'm on Instagram, it's Kyle underscore style underscore podcast. Uh, I'm on Twitter, it's at kstylepodcast. However you find me, uh, like me, share me, spread me around. I appreciate your time. Thanks. Bye.